27 years ago, a film was released that changed the way we think about weather. It put Waukeeta, Oklahoma on the map. It turned storm chasers into heroes. It turned weather enthusiasts into weather professionals. Twister was a blockbuster in 1996, grossing $500 million worldwide, and since then has continued to gain in popularity. I mean, who could forget flying cows? Or Philip Seymour Hoffman's antics? Or Van Halen blasting as an entourage of storm-chasing vehicles tear through a cornfield? Gives me chills just thinking about it. But did you know that the plotline of Twister was actually based on a real tornado research project? And did you also know that there's a sequel to Twister coming out next summer? This week, we're taking a journey back in time on a self-indulgent episode where I get to relive my very favorite movie, the one that set my career in motion. I'm meteorologist Emily Gracie, and you're listening to Off the Radar, a production of the National Weather Desk. On the show, we dig deep into topics about weather, climate, the ocean, space, and much, much more. Our goal is to help you better understand the weather and to love it as much as we do. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. In today's episode, I'm sitting down with Richard Gross. Richard and his wife, Mandy, are storm chasers in Oklahoma. They also run the Twister Museum. Yes, it's a thing. It's in Waukeeta, Oklahoma, where the movie was set. Richard is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to the movie and the weather research it was actually based on. He also gave me the scoop on the sequel, which is currently in production. While internet reception in Waukeeta was a little spotty at times, Richard and I had so much fun talking about the movie that shaped both of our lives and careers. And then later, I'll talk to someone from the National Severe Storms Laboratory to find out what sort of real research the Twister sequel could be based on. So strap yourself to a pole with some horse reins and prepare for a wild ride back in time to Waukeeta, Oklahoma in the mid-1990s. Very excited to talk to you. I um, admittedly am a Twister fanatic. Saw it six times in the movie theater when I was in high school. Dressed like Helen Hunt for a year and then decided to become a meteorologist. So it had a profound impact on my life, which I understand. Same case with both of you, correct? So let's go back to kind of the beginning. Can you give me a little recap about Twister, the movie itself? Okay, so... In the summer of 1995, um, a bunch of guys got together and thought it would be a great idea to, you know, create some mayhem um, on the streets of Waukeeta as part of the filming of Twister. And prior to 95, not a lot of people knew um, of Waukeeta or a lot of the small towns in northern Oklahoma. And 
once Twister came to Oklahoma to do filming, um, there was a there was a buzz around Northern Oklahoma. A lot of the towns got to be part of the movie making process. Well, whether it was you know creating um, dresses, necklaces, things of that nature, welding things. Um, like I had mentioned before, the construction crews were a very big part of the movie making process. Um, they came up from Enid. And um, they stayed up here in trailers, you know, night after night, week after week. And the year was pretty hot. And, it, you know, they had the ACs running. They had, you know, a lot going on. And the books here in Waukegan got a chance to be a part of the filmmaking as well, um, including even um, taking advantage of some of the Hollywood catering while they were here. <laughs> okay. So tell me about Waukegan itself. How small of a town are we talking here? So Waukegan is pretty small. So it's about one mile by one mile. Um, so not very big, um, not in acreage or in population. Uh, when the movie filmed here in 95, there were 585 people that lived here. And now there's just a few short of 400. Oh, it's shrinking. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, just a, just a little bit. And uh, the agriculture is, has the landscape of that has changed a bit. Plus, we've been in a three to five year drought period. So it's it's been tough. Um, but the farmers out here are, are, are hanging in there and keeping things going for us. So do you know anything about the inspiration behind the movie Twister? Because there were some real life events, correct, that kind of kicked off this plot line. Um, it was originally inspired by Toto which was a device that the National Severe Storms Laboratory had actually attempted to place in front of tornadoes back in the 1980s. Um, while that project didn't go very well, it did inspire the, the movie plot in that, um, you know, if we can get Dorothy into the tornado and get the sensors in there, then we can advance in the science and uh, help improve early lead times on tornado warnings. And they did execute that in the movie, of course. Right. I was going to say, did NSSL decide to go take a bunch of aluminum cans and make little windmills out See, of them? <laughs> yeah, that's where they messed up. You know, they had they taken uh, taken on that extra initiative, um, then, then 100% uh, they might have gotten uh, Toto up into the tornadoes earlier. But uh but yes, and uh, you know, so that inspiration, and then um, there was a little bit of a um, small world situation where the mayor here in Waukegan, um, he had a demolition grant on file with the state of Oklahoma, and he was able to work it out with the studios to uh, to kind of take care of the buildings, film the movie here, and then clean everything back up before they took off. So if you drive around Wakita, are you going to see some familiar locations or was everything really created for the movie? Um, a lot of it was created for the movie. Um, you will see um, Aunt Meg's property. You'll see the Twister Museum here, which actually served as a multitude of things for the movie when they were here. Um, and then the, the building itself also stood in place as a auto parts store in the movie as a false front. Okay, so tell me a little bit about the museum and how it started and how it's transitioned over the past couple of decades. Yes, so oddly enough, the uh, movie studios in September of 1995, it was actually partially their idea to, you know, include some of the debris in this building and create a museum as such. And in September of 95, the museum opened. And this was actually six months before the movie release in May of 96. 
oh, okay. I had no idea. So the museum came before the movie. It gave it a little bit of hype. So what is yeah. it like? I'm sure the list of memorabilia has grown over the years. Uh, yes, it has actually. Um, and, and you wouldn't even believe the amount of people in the storm chasing community and, you know, local colleges, meteorologists who support the museum over the years and continue to do so um, by just stopping by and telling fun weather stories and things like that. But inside of the museum, you'll find a lot of Bill Paxton stuff. We, he was just a, an amazing person here. Um, I, you know, I speak on behalf of the people of Waukita, um, you know, who have just have rave reviews about his time here um, so much to where he would, would take a picture with you, throw the football with you, um, anything and everything. And um, we also have Dorothy one, which is the original Dorothy prop that actually uh, went upside down in Joe's Jeep J10 honcho in the movie. And sparks were flying. It was a live shot created down at uh, one of the bends of the Arkansas River um, in northeast Oklahoma. And they dropped Dorothy and the Jeep from an overhead crane. And that's where Dorothy got her damage. And she has called Waukita home for the last 26 years. Wow. So that's a big one. What else? Anything, any really cool artifacts laying around there that we might not expect to see? Uh, we do have a lot of autographs and in photos that were donated by Sean Whalen, Wendell Josepher, Bill Paxton himself. Uh, we also have two donated items by Bill Paxton. One of them is a screen-used football uh, that you will see in the movie when the storm chasers arrive at Aunt Meg's house. And then the second thing is Bill's pinball machine, which is a true twister pinball machine that was made by Sega uh, back in 1996. All right. So you guys are open seasonally, correct? Tell me a little bit about the museum and correct. when we can visit and what kind of crowds you get during kind of the big storm chasing season. Um, sure. Um, we actually are, our main regular hours are April through August, Tuesday through Saturday from one to five. I also want to talk about, I want to ask you about the changeover in management of the museum. There was a woman running it for many years, correcting you two are now taking over. Can you tell me about that process? Um, yeah. So Miss Linda uh, Wade, who was Tom Wade's wife, uh, Tom was the mayor here in Waukita that brokered the deal to do the movie here. Um, and Miss Linda had actually took the, uh, you know, took off with it on the ground running. She ran it uh, 26 years, didn't have the first real know-how about tornadoes or anything like that. Um, but she loved, you know, that the movie studios came and she got a chance to meet and talk with Bill Paxton at length, uh, so much to where Bill has actually had actually sent out two letters to Miss Linda since filming wrapped in 95. And she ran it for the first 26 years. Uh, she has since uh, retired uh, largely from running the museum. Uh, but she still does like to come in and share some of her stories. Uh, so you never know if you stop by during um, during our normal hours. You might see Miss Linda, you might not. Um, but she um, really adored the movie and really, um, you know, kept the culture and the tradition that the movie has created. She kept that going over the years. Tell me about visitors to the museum. What kind of people do you get coming in? Are they 
huge fans of the movie? Are they just stopping through? Are they storm chasers? All of those things. We get all of those types of people. Um, and it's really not more one than any of the others. We get a lot of passer passerbys. They might be out in the Great Salt Plains or they might be just uh, maybe doing Route 66 or something, and they what we you know would like to take a detour. Um, but in April, May, and early June, you'll find a lot of storm chasers coming through this part of the uh, of the state. Um, and of course, to pay homage to the movie, uh, for with which I'll, you know is you know a byproduct of a, a, a lot of their careers, you know, um, as far as Twister getting them going, including mine. Um, you know, they, they like to come by, pay homage, maybe buy a t-shirt and sometimes they donate items, um, as well, whether that's, you know, radio sound equipment, um, that they might've attempted to put in front of tornadoes, um, t-shirts. We have t-shirts that have been donated from some of the, uh, more highly regarded universities that, you know, run meteorology programs and atmospheric sciences, Valparaiso, University of Oklahoma. Ohio State Buckeyes, Ohio Bobcats. Those folks have stopped out in the past, and we appreciate uh, we appreciate the donations. Any of the actors from the movie? Yes. Uh, so that's of course one of the big things that people ask us a lot is you know have there or are there going to be any of the actors out? And um, just twice in the last two years, we had three of the actors from the movie: Sean Whalen, Wendell Josepher. And April Little John Warren, uh, we're all here for our 25th anniversary celebration, where we had over 1,200 people show up here in Wakita. And then um, they did autographs, of course, over at our gazebo, which was also right in the middle of the damage path from the F4 tornado that hit Wakita head on. And then uh, second to that, they came back out in September, just this past September, for our Going Green Festival. Uh, where we paid homage to Bill Paxton and Philip Seymour Hoffman, uh, who played Dusty in the film. And then for that party, we had over 700 people show up for that. And then we even had uh, Sean and Wendell came in the museum and uh, got a chance to watch some of the movie with us. So it was uh, real nostalgic. It was great to see the the fans out, uh, to you know, paying support to the movie, even after all of these years. You know, I feel like it's grown in popularity over the years. Why do you think that is? Why do you think people really connect with this movie 25 years later? Um, and you're right. It, and they have. And it, even we have. We still catch ourselves watching it 12, 15 times a year. We watch it on our storm chasing tours. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable, you know. And the reason why I think is because the movie has something for everyone in it, whether it's the love story, whether it's the excitement, whether it's the antagonist guy, you know, you had Jonas come in, he's got his big crew of corporate sponsors, you know, whether you're the corporate guy or you're the little guy, you get into that kind of, you know, that kind of stuff. So, you know, and, and, and whether it's you love Bill Paxton or you like, you love Helen Hunt or, or whatever it is, but I just think the movie has something for everyone and it just resonates with a lot of people, especially in the springtime when the tornadoes start picking up. Yeah, I mean, and the music of the movie, too. I had the soundtrack and I listened to it over and over again. And still, when I hear those songs, even like a Shania Twain song, 
I it brings me back like that. Those are some really good tunes on that movie soundtrack as well. There really are, yes. And so many quotables from this movie. I mean, you guys have the shirts on right now. Mandy's yeah. shirt has to be the number of times. Right? <laughs> to be the number. What what are kind of the big quotes that you guys hear over and over again? Oh, well, the one I love the most is "Rabbit is good, rabbit is wise." Yeah. We're going in. Everybody underground now. Um, there's just so many that are just so great. Roll the maps. There's a crease through which it's all. Roll the maps. Don't follow the maps. Go in green. That's another one. <laughs> Go in green. And the dusty says greenage. Yep. Yep. It's so and funny that Phillips and more often, like that was one of his first, like he was not known. He became such a big actor after Twister. I really did, yes. So tell me a little bit about you guys and the impact that the movie has had on your life and what you do now. I saw my first tornado in 1990, June 2nd tornado outbreak in the Ohio Valley. So I was already kind of interested in stuff like that. And tornadoes, how do they produce all that damage? But I was nine. So I couldn't do much with it. And um, of course, six years later, in 1996, I get a chance to see Twister for the first time. And I realized, oh, you can drive up to these things. Okay. You know, and it was in, in, and that was a new frontier for me personally. Because from that point on, I got my license about, um, say, almost a year later after the movie's release, and I became a storm chaser. And I have chased ever since, and I'll chase until the day I die. And the movie helped, you know, kind of further implement what I already kind of had going on, you know, in my thought process, things I might have wanted to do in college and that kind of thing. Um, and then the movie just, the more times you see it, the more it resonates, you know, and then it just became a cult classic for me, something that is like a comfort thing. I can just put it on and just, you know, even do housework. If it's on in the background, I'm, I'm right where I need to be. It's like an old song. You have the whole thing memorized, right? Exactly. Yeah. I think, and I, we must be exactly the same age because I was also nine in 1990. So maybe it's that age that it hit us in high school. That movie was the perfect timing. When everybody was saying, what do you want to do with your life? And we said, that, that right there. <laughs> and that movie really has helped propel thousands, not just hundreds, but thousands of people from even international countries who come out to Tornado Alley for a month at a time to chase tornadoes. Yeah, tornado chasing tourism was not a thing before this, correct? Prior to 1996, actually prior to 1997, there were no storm chasing tour companies. And this movie was a, I would say it's one of the largest impacts as to how storm chasing tourism got its, got its start. All right. Well, we have a new generation of future meteorologists and storm chasers in the making here. Twisters coming yes. out at some point. Do you guys know anything about this movie? There don't seem to be any details out. Do you have any insider information? So we have very little. Um, some of it we can't share, but uh, what we can share is that um, the movie will be doing some production work in the state of Oklahoma. Okay. Yeah. So where we did not know that back in October, um, that is something um, newer where, you know, there have been some folks here in Oklahoma doing some work. Um, some uh, principal photography and pre-production work for Twisters. 
you have no idea of any actors or reappearing. You don't know timeline at all. Um, we do know the timeline. So the movie's release is slated for July 19th, 2024. Okay. And, yep. And it will be coming out against uh, Paramount's Transformers. So be looking for that. Um, and previews, I would imagine, would start kind of popping up this time next year. It's going to be really fun to compare the special effects. And I, I feel like they did such a good job for the mid-90s, right? For what we saw. Like, everything was so beautiful and so impressive and felt really real and terrifying. They did. And, uh, you know, they and a lot of that was not CGI in terms of, you know, the debris, the placement of things. That, you know, the scenes out of the Arkansas River were all done live shot, you know, in the heat, in the humidity. Uh, so you can imagine it was a pretty long summer for those folks, for the actors and such. And um, But yes, that was one of the initial movies to take on industrial light magic in its, in, in it, you know, in its newest form at that point. They had had some significant upgrades in some of their graphic uh, potential. And they were able to utilize that in the movie. It's going to be nice, too, to have a movie about weather come out that isn't that is realistic in the yes. way that it's not about some extreme event like the day after tomorrow. Right. Uh, you know, it's something that people can really relate to and perhaps inspire, like I said, a new generation of meteorologists. So we'll see. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah, and, and, and high hopes for this movie. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so we have high hopes too. You know, it is the same three studios that did the first movie. Um, and the general idea is that Bill and Joe's daughter takes on a new group of storm chasers and they go out on the next big event. My opinion, maybe they'll have two big tornadoes at the end of the movie, twins, maybe twin tornadoes or something like that. Um, there's been several incidents between, you know, 1995 and now. Um, where we have documented not only like our group, SWC Expeditions, but other groups have documented monster twin tornadoes that we just didn't have, uh, you know, photography of prior to 95. So should give you some, you know, some hope that the footage and the tornado scenes in the movie will be, you know, pretty close to realistic. Wow. Awesome. I cannot wait. Um, do you guys have anything else you want to add? I I think I've got all my questions done, but if there's anything else you want to throw in. Um, yeah, I would just like to tell everyone that we do have an annual Twister celebration here, right here, downtown Waukita, um, every September. It's usually the third September or the third Saturday, sorry, of September. Um, and then we are also planning a huge, gigantic 30th anniversary party which will hopefully celebrate both movies um, for that. So that'll be in May of 2026. Um, and then follow our Facebook page for announcements on that. And we look to have some of the actors here for that as well. Ooh. All right. Marking my calendar. How do you even get to Wakita? Where do we fly into? Uh, you can fly into either Wichita or Oklahoma City. Um, either which way, it's about an hour and 50 minutes to two hours to get to here, here to Waukita and Grant County, Oklahoma. Okay, that's not that bad. Well, thank you guys so much. Um, I appreciate your time. This is so much fun. I love the movie so much. So this brought me a lot of joy. And now I absolutely am going to go put on the soundtrack while I work for the rest of the day. 
Sounds like a plan. We're actually going to work the museum the rest of the day. So we'll have the soundtrack running, the movie. And if you haven't been here before, we have some really cool behind the scenes. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, Mandy. So nice to meet you both. Now, given that the first movie was based on the real-life Toto project, I wanted to find out if the sequel would also be based on real research. So I spoke to Harold Brooks from the National Severe Storms Laboratory. I'm wondering if you have any insider information or speculation as to what kind of research from perhaps NSSL um, they might be inspired from to use. Uh, there are, I mean, we, we've, we have field projects going on and we're doing a lot of, of interesting work with radar and, and forecasting. I, I have been privileged to be part of some discussions with people who are having discussions with the movie people uh, who are under non-disclosure agreements. And so I'm going to honor their non-disclosure agreement. And we've, we've made some suggestions as what we thought would be good things to do. Um, I, I don't make Hollywood blockbuster movies, so my opinion may in fact be an opinion that would lead them to lose money on the movie. So I don't know what they're going to do. Thanks, Harold. We can't wait to find out the plot line. I'm excitedly marking my calendar for July 2024. Thanks for listening today. Off the Radar is a production of the National Weather Desk. Make sure you're following the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. New episodes publish every Tuesday morning. If you have a weather nerd in your life or someone you know that just loves the movie Twister, make sure you share this episode with them. We'd also love you to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Let us know what you think of the show and give me some ideas for future episodes. This podcast is produced, hosted, and edited by me. Special thanks to Eric Newell and Ryan Berlin for their contribution. I'm meteorologist Emily Gracie. Make it a great day. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.